Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. I'm hanging in there, buddy. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, Kentucky football also doing very well. And this this is a trend that continues during the offseason. I know we've talked about it a ton in the past. Uh, this program always finds a way to have good PR Good positive news. They string it together. So you, last week you had Wondell Robinson and, and some others announced that they were entering the NFL draft. Uh, you had some departures via the transfer portal, but then starting on Sunday morning, it's been good news after good news, Derek, for the program. Yeah, it really has been. I mean, you go um, you go probably the last 24 to uh, 36 hours, somewhere in that range, and it's been uh, really positive. It was almost even better over the weekend. Um on our last football episode on the mailbag episode, we discussed Tyler Barron, who had actually entered his name into the portal while we were recording that episode. Uh, I don't think we've updated a basket or a football episode since then, but he, I think like less than 24 hours later withdrew uh, from the portal and is returning to Tennessee. I, I never really heard the full story on that. I don't know if you put anything out or if it's anyone's done an interview with him. Um, but because of that decision, Sean, it made UK move quickly to uh, Darian Henry Young, who was a defensive line transfer from Ohio State. He was an elite recruit, um, top 150 player, 150-ish. I think he was like 154 in the composite. But he, he came down for a visit from Cincinnati, uh, and he committed today. So that was a commitment this morning. So Kentucky, uh, I think he'll slot in there with Trayvon Ripka, Sam Anelli down there at the defensive end spot. But yesterday – was uh, and this is a guy we should probably focus on for the first part because I had heard both ways on Jordan Wright, Sean, that, you know, he'd been here five years already. He graduated. I, I had heard that he was just ready to move on, uh, but he announced that he was going to be returning, and that is a major boost for this defense uh, for next season. I think one of the most important decisions outside of a guy like Dare Rosenthal was Jordan Wright. So that's that's massive to get him back yeah. for another year. It, it is, and uh, it adds another veteran piece to Brad Watt's defense for next season, a, a edge guy with a lot of length, a lot of uh, explosiveness and experience. And I, th- I think that's the biggest thing that you you want to bridge this gap and and have that unit, you know, not really miss a beat and even improve going into next season. And that's, and that's what these moves are doing. And it's just it's it's really good for for him and for Kentucky that, that he's coming back for another year. That's huge. Kind of caught me off guard yesterday morning, too. Yeah, I was a good. I mean, it was. Um, you know, I think he can benefit for sure. He's had a couple of surgeries. Uh, I think he had shoulder surgery. Maybe is what he said on Instagram. I know someone. I think Curtis Burge messages, but I already forgot what the injury was. Because I think he, because you know, he dealt with an uh, an ankle injury. Yeah. Uh, most of the season, so I don't know if he had to have that cleaned up or what. But uh, the the way his message started, the first paragraph, it made me think he was announcing that he wasn't coming back. And then he gets the with with that being said, and then goes into these coming back. So when I first read it, I didn't even read the Twitter description or whatever he put in there. I just read the note, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's leaving. And then I got to the end, and I was like, okay, he he's coming back, and and that's a big deal. Opposite of JJ Weaver, that they they could really create some havoc. Well, and it shouldn't force uh, Tyrese Fairbury or Keaton Wade into playing time any earlier. And honestly, it might. It probably takes you out of the running for a transfer, I think, on the edge. I just don't think, especially getting Darian Henry Young. Now, he's – And think you're okay with that, right? Like, you're, you're okay with that. I would that. be. Yeah, I mean, I think those four – I mean, I don't think there's any other way around you know, Keaton Wade and Fairbury having to help next year in some way. I mean, I think your hope is that Wright and Weaver are able to hold that down. Um, 
for most of the season. But you know, Keaton Wade just played in the and we'll talk about the All American game here in a minute. But uh, you know, he played in that game. I thought he looked physically developed pretty well. I mean, he can certainly come in the summer and add even more muscle. Um, but with the front seven, you know, Darren Henry Young, he's like I said, he'll probably be a defensive end in this scheme. I don't know that he's an instant starter just because he played so little at, I mean, I think Trayvon Ripka has more experience for sure playing than uh, Darren Henry Young does, but I like that kind of take eligibility. Is that four years remaining for him? Mm -hmm. He does. Yeah. And, and that's a big deal. You know, we, we've talked about keeping past relationships, you know, in, in the positive and that's another one that pays off. Right. Yeah. And he joins, uh, I mean, he was a highly ranked guy in the 2020 class and that was the year that UK signed Ripka, uh, Rogers, Hayes, Oxendine, all those guys, um, and Ellie as well. So, I mean, a lot of their defensive line this year is going to be coming from that 2020 class. So, two other decisions. One um, has not happened yet. It'll happen tonight. We are recording this around 2.30 on Monday. Uh, but Jacquez Jones had his uh, Wolf of Wall Street announcement last night, which people loved. Um he, he was the guy I think I'd heard back, Sean, like as far as October. I mean, it had been a long time that I'd heard that he was planning to come back. So that was not surprising to me in the least. The other guy who was announcing tonight, and I don't even feel bad about, I wouldn't even say this is ruining his decision. Like DeAndre square is announcing on BBN tonight, which is the official partner, uh, LAX 18 and like UK have an agreement. So like, <laughs> there's no suspense here. Like what DeAndre square is going to do. He's not going to go on the UK's in-house TV show and say he's leaving. So while we record this, it is not official. I would it square's coming back for another season. So uh I just don't see any other way that he doesn't. Now that's been rumored for a while that he would as well. So with that being said, Sean, I feel like your front seven is set. It is for next season. And you get a ton of depth at inside linebacker. Yep, you you do. And uh the those super seniors that are gonna be on this roster have, have kind of helped to bridge that gap, right? You can get some of these younger guys and let them develop and continue to hit the portal and hit hit the recruiting trail that we know the secondary is going to be an area that they need to clean up. But as far as, like you said, that front seven is going to be very, very stout next year. And a lot of proven players uh, that have made a lot of plays on the field for Kentucky. And, I mean, Jock West Jones, I mean, you're getting your leading tackler back. Yeah. I think Square was third in the regular season with 81 or somewhere, or maybe 74. I'm getting my numbers confused, but uh, he, he was up there. The thing about Square and Jones that made them likely all along was they were both true seniors, and neither one of those guys um, is a lock. You know, they're, they're not for sure going to be picked in the NFL draft. I think they could both stand uh, to have another year of tape and, and maybe give themselves a better chance next season of being picked. So you look at that room, I mean, it, that room's loaded. You have your two starters back from inside. You have Trevin Wallace. Who knows what he could develop into this offseason? I think he's at the high, highest ceiling of maybe anybody on this football team. And then De'Eric Jackson is a guy that prior to John Summerall leaving, I mean, he absolutely loved this kid, the kind of kid who slept in his car the night before he camped at UK to get an offer. I mean, just a, an absolute grinder. And then Martez Thrower, they liked him enough to, to burn his red shirt this year. Yeah. And that's not even counting Luke Fulton, who I don't, you know, I don't think Luke Fulton's going to have a big role at Kentucky, to be honest. But he's another guy that's in that room. He was – pretty fairly highly rated recruit himself honestly but uh definitely behind those other guys so I think you look at that front seven and I mean at at this point given the other needs on the roster I don't think unless someone just falls into your lap unless there's just uh 
someone that goes into the portal at one of those spots and he just is so obvious he's going to make your football team better. But besides that, like you said, I think now the attention is going to turn to, to the secondary. I think they need to clean up that area a little bit at really – whether it be a guy like Ty Asian coming back or whether it be going to the portal to get another safety or to get, I think, with the cornerback spot one, there's really not too many options right now, to be honest with you, guys that you could count on to come in and and be immediately better than what you have. But another thing, too, is uh, I think Stewart, Reed, and Zay Frazier are all coming in early and there might be one more guy too that i'm missing who's coming in early back there so like you should get an idea this spring somewhat of if any of those guys might be able to help you and maybe that changes how they view that position in the offseason um but either way sean outside of the secondary to me the only other really big decision left is is dare rosenthal at left tackle it's only a kick a jump a block It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, that's actually what I was about to ask you is if you want to run down some of the remaining decisions. I know Chris Rodriguez isn't official with his yet and things like that. You mentioned Dare, but... I mean, how how long do you think that this could go over the next few weeks? I would think those guys have their paperwork back, right? I mean, it seemed like Levis got his back quick. Uh, I would say Wondell made his decision based on what he heard from the NFL. I would think these guys all kind of know where they stand. Uh, Rodriguez, I, I, I don't know. I've not heard when he's going to make an announcement, but he's another guy that, you know, I go back to this fall. I mean, I was hearing that he was coming back, so uh, – and the way they've operated at running back, I mean, it makes me think that he'll be back next season. He's not really a guy that's popping up on a ton of draft boards. But um, – and he's also someone who has something to gain. I don't think – I think if he was a surefire NFL draft pick next year, I don't think he would take into account that he could break the school record for rushing yards in a career. But I think someone who – you know, I don't know that he would be picked, honestly this year i think he's got plenty he can work on to, to kind of make himself more well-rounded as a football player he had the fumble issues this year he had um he had a few touchdown catches i'll give him that but still not one of the guys that i think you would count on getting the ball a ton out of the backfield he just has more he can show nfl teams and i think he'll i think he'll come back for sure but rosenthal to be honest with you from what i've heard from people I, I, my personal feeling is i think it's going to be tough to get him back but and he's another guy, too, that I, I think he'd probably get drafted. I really do. I think Derrick Rosenthal would probably get picked by somebody. I don't know what round. I, I don't think it would be super high. Um, but I do think he, I would be surprised if someone who started at UK at left tackle and had a pretty good year, I would think he would get picked. But does he want to go the Darian Kennard route where you can come back and, and make yourself a you know first or second rounder, or does he just want to? 
go ahead and take his chances. Because my guess, Sean, when he came here, it was probably he probably had a one and done mindset about him. But can they get him to stay? I don't know. Because t- to me, his position more than any other, I think you can look up and down this roster and I think you feel great about some positions. I think you feel pretty good about some others. And then I think you have some spots here or there that you feel like you could probably upgrade it, but you're not, it's not like crisis mode. But the tackle spots, man, I think it will be rough to have to replace both the left tackle and the right tackle next year if, yeah. if Rosenthal ultimately leaves. Yeah, that's uh, definitely – definitely would be a huge loss for Kentucky. But let's wrap up with this, Derek. So, sportingnews.com released their way too early, top 25 for 2022. Have you seen it yet? Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't – I saw where UK was. I didn't read the yeah, whole list. Kentucky at number 12. Yeah, pretty high. If that if that's where if that's where they are to start the season, let's just say in one of those polls, AP or anything, uh, pretty good spot to be entering 2022. And uh, I think a lot of it has to do with that they showed what they have on offense. I think having a quarterback that is proven coming back really kind of changes the narrative around Kentucky going into off seasons and into new seasons because that's the one thing that's really been missing. It has been. 12 is pretty high. Um, I saw the Action Network, I believe it was, had uh, had Kentucky 23rd. Did you see that one? Brett McMurphy's? Yeah. It was 23rd. I think it was around. I'll pull that up real quick. I think For it was next year? For next season. I think it, I know he voted them top 10. At yeah, the he had them 10 at the end of this yeah, year. His final AP. But I think for next year, he had them at uh, – at around 23 or something like that. Maybe it was in the 20s. It, it wasn't a spot that I thought was ridiculous by any means. I mean, he had him in there. Um, I want to see, you know, and this is full disclosure. I do not know the ins and outs of every single row. And I think that's why you got to take these uh, preseason, especially in today's age, with how many, how much player movement is yet to happen. I think, I mean, I used to love this night where you have the national championship game and then immediately you have – the look you know outlook for next season but it's just tougher now with transfers still to happen um and and guys still making decisions they're gonna come back for next year with COVID it's just tough but I think they're definitely a top 25 preseason team next year no doubt about it and I don't know where they're gonna fall but after winning 10 games getting those guys back you talked about having some of the pieces that they do have coming in I mean, I don't think they're going to get many picks to win the SEC next season by any means, but I don't look out to the college. I I think I would say 17 to 22 range probably would be something I I think I could see them finishing or uh, being picked around there. Yep. Uh, Certainly a program that's going to be in the conversation for another really good season, uh, especially with all the decisions that are, going in their favor right now. We're adding depth to the roster, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We'll see what happens with some of those other decisions. Derek, as always, the show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub. Three locations, Pondville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. You'll have a basketball uh, takeaways episode recorded by myself later today. So you'll get this one first and then you'll get the basketball takeaways tonight. And then uh, Derek and I will be back to take you through the rest of the week. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.